Digital Marketing Radio, episode 249. How to launch a new product and get to number one on Product Hunt. Digital Marketing Radio with David Bain. Hi, I'm David Bain and this is Digital Marketing Radio, the show for in-house agency and entrepreneurial marketers who want to stay on top of the latest tools, tactics and trends as shared by today's modern marketing masters. Well, how do you launch your new product in tech? Do you run a big virtual summit, partner with similar brands or spend big bucks on paid ads? Maybe you should consider Product Hunt as part of your launch strategy. Overlooked by many, this could be the product launch linchpin that you're looking for. My guest today has started, grown and sold a digital agency and his current startup went to number one for his launch day and number two for his launch week on Product Hunt. He's the founder of Postaga. Welcome to DMR, Andy Cabasso. Hey, thanks for having me here. Great to have you on board, Andy. Well, you can find Andy over at postaga.com, P-O-S-T-A-G-A.com. So, Andy, why Product Hunt? When we were looking to launch our product, we were kind of figuring out like, well, what's the what's the best way to go about and reach our target audience? And we spoke with uh, a bunch of different people about it, uh, uh, fellow startup founders, uh, other marketers. And we I've been subscribed to and following Product Hunt for a long, long time. And uh, one piece of advice that we had gotten was that the audience for Product Hunt is very smart, very tech-focused, and uh, also, there are like a lot of yeah, just a lot of digital marketing uh, industry people, and that was exactly who we were looking to connect with for uh, our product launch. So that it kind of was like a no-brainer for us that we wanted to reach this audience, and if we could do our launch right, and if we could get visibility on it and get to, get to in the top five for the day, then uh, we'd be seen in the newsletter that comes out the next day and reach a, another part of the audience that, that aren't just on product on every day and would help us get in front of people and get new users for our just launched product. So what types of products should be on Product Hunt? Are you just talking about tech products or is it right for other types of products as well? There, there's a variety of things that you see on Product Hunt, but typically tech products do better. I mean, like <laughs> when the Tesla Cybertruck was announced, it showed up on Product Hunt, and I think it was like number one for the day, week, and possibly month. Um, there are also like uh, new apps or updates to apps. So like when I, I think we actually went up against a new an added feature for Facebook that came out the same day. Um, but there's uh, it's a wide variety of stuff. Uh, like a lot of the popular categories are related to like productivity, uh, personal tools and things like that, uh, and software, as well as other things. The, I remember the number one thing for, I think it was the week that we, that we did ours, was uh, a virtual escape room game uh, that looked really neat. Uh, but generally, a lot of the stuff does tend to have a tech focus. That's the, that's the audience for the website. And how does it appear on there to begin with? Do the product owners submit their own products? Does it have to be featured or added from existing audience members? So it's. I think there might be a, a big misconception about this, uh, but anyone can post their own product um, or you can hunt other products. Uh, but in general, 
in general, if someone is hunting your product, uh, who is like a, a product hunt user who wants to share your product, typically there is some coordination with the person who has created or built the product uh, because it, launching on product hunt is very much a strategy that people are using to launch their products. And so there are like vibrant uh, Facebook communities and the product hunt community itself uh, with people who are like looking to launch their product and want to connect with a, uh, a well-known hunter, someone who is very popular on the, on the product on community and wants that clout of having them be the one to introduce their product to the, to the world on, on product hunt. But we, we, we launched our, we launched it ourselves. We didn't use uh, a hunter from the community. So if it, okay, well, I mean, you obviously did fairly successful by mm. doing that. I was going to ask you, are you likely to be more successful by having someone who's quite popular on the community doing the hunting on your behalf? Mm. So we, we, so before we did our product hunt launch, we spoke with a lot of people. Uh, I wanted, like, we wanted to best reverse engineer product hunt to see what is the most successful, what increases our odds of success in terms of like, what, it, what is our, our product listing page need? When do we need to launch? How do we need to send people like in our in our existing audience to our product hunt page uh, to vote for us and, and things like that? And so, uh, in speaking to some people, uh, there were some people who said that we should uh, work with a hunter who, uh, like one of the like a, a top hunter who has people who follow them, and this person could give some clout to your launch, but. The uh, other people kind of suggested to us that, well, there are some very prolific hunters who hunt many products every day. And if there are people who are subscribed to them, like at a certain point, it can just be noise. Like if there, if there is someone who's like one of the top hunters who is hunting products for everybody, it's not, it might not necessarily be in their endorsement of the product. Um, and although people who subscribe to that hunter might, might see uh, and get notification about the new this new launch of this product. Um, there's also a chance that it just doesn't get noticed. But if you are doing the launch yourself, you have a you have a good deal more control over over the over the aspects of it. And um, and we were yeah. And so people gave us different recommendations, and we decided let's just do it ourselves. Okay, because I was thinking about a negative of mm. doing it yourself could be that um, it, it may be perceived as just being self-promotional and you're not necessarily featuring a product because it's the best mm -hmm. products out there, it's just because you've done it. Yeah, so and, and there, I think to some degree there is a, a perception that, and it was maybe more common in the earlier days of Product Hunt, uh, that you want someone who is a, uh, is well-known in the community to hunt your product that will give cloud and basically vouch for your product. But uh, over time, uh, I think it's been clear that there are, are some top hunters who are very much collaborating with the people. Like, oh, hopefully, if anyone's launching on Product Hunt, they are not shocked and surprised that their product suddenly appears on Product Hunt. Um, it's not like it's not in my experience it's and what i'm seeing is it's not so much of hunters scouring the web and finding great products and throwing them on product hunt it's a lot of the products that get hunted are because people reach out to hunters specifically to ask them to hunt their product uh, or they're hunting their own product because 
they're doing what we're doing, which was uh, trying to launch their product to the world and focusing on like this specific launch day and preparing for it and having a strategy that on this day, you're going to do this launch and try and get in front of as many people as possible and, you know, work the product on launch as opposed to, oh, hey, look at this product. I just found this product. Uh, everyone check it out now. I, I don't think that really happens so, so much. Should it be a new product or can it be a product that's already existed mm -hmm. for three years, for example? Yeah. So I have friends that have, they just didn't do a, a, a proper product hunt launch when they first created their product, but they, but they recognize that product hunt can get you a new boost in users and customers. And so they might do a product hunt launch to announce their product to the product hunt community, even if it's been out for a while or years or things like that. Um, sometimes you might have uh, have your product on, uh, that you launched on product hunt a while ago, but you've got some new features. So you want to make the new features your product hunt launch 2.0. I mean, I've seen having a quick look on uh, Product Hunt today, I've seen mm. a few different types of products and services on there. I've even seen, I've seen a few podcasts on there. Mm. Uh, it's not something I've even considered beforehand, but should I launch Digital Marketing Radio on Product Hunt? Possibly. Um, now I'm curious what's, what is up there today. Um, but from like what I would recommend, so like, yeah, there are, like most most of the things that, that seem to rank well are apps and, and free free things, guides, uh, people curating other helpful resources for people, um, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a variety of stuff, but if you, if you have a good hook of why the audience should care about your product, then, um, then I'd say go for it. So you've obviously done a lot of research, done a lot of work to actually figure out what work you had to do, what mm -hmm. planning you had to do in order to to get to number one or, or as high as yeah. possible in Product Hunt. Mm -hmm. so, so what are a few steps that you went through that you would recommend someone else to go through to try and replicate your success? Sure. So first, I would block out a good amount of time, uh, even just before the Product Hunt launch, weeks or a month before. We had been preparing for our launch for, I think we spent my, my co-founder and I really spent a, like a full two weeks before the launch, uh, getting every, all our ducks in a row and all our assets together and things like that. Um, but we were planning on doing a product on launch for months before that. Uh, but I definitely would say like, it was, it, it, it were two weeks of work that we worked that we really put into making sure the launch would be a success because we recognized that if we did it right, if we could be in the top five for the day, that would get us in front of a lot of people. So we wanted to make sure like that we could do everything in our power to make that happen. Um, so planning ahead is important, but like you may not like you may want to know like specifically though, specifically what what should you do? So a few examples of things. Like look at so if you look at the listings in Product Hunt on the cover page on the main the main page, uh, you'll see there's like a listing with uh, each company name, a tagline, and e like a icon image or GIF. If you can make a GIF um, that is more eye catching, um, we actually had several. We uh, we kind of ended up scrambling uh, last minute because we had a GIF that was um, 
like related to our product, it was text that like flashed, like build more backlinks, get more traffic. And the moderators took that down at about like 11 AM our, our time and changed it to just a static image. And we were noticing that our like upvotes and position was going down. We're like, Oh no, uh, what, what just happened? And so then we saw it and we quickly created another GIF, um, that was less flashy and submitted it and got approval. And then, uh, that definitely seemed to have an impact. So like having a, having a, like a, a good icon GIF that stands out is helpful. Um, having a tagline, like we, I come from a marketing background, making sure you have a tagline that is that inspired, like kind of is like a, a good email subject line that like tells a bit about what's inside, but also inspires curiosity and makes people want to see what's in here. What's more about it makes them want to check it out. Uh, that's, can definitely, um, help there. Um, in terms of like on your actual product hunt page, you can have a video, you can have images, and then there's your, uh, thanks for checking us out message that the maker usually posts. And so for the video, we, we created like a one minute video that was a bit of like a teaser that wasn't just like a product demo, but like it was styled, it had music, it had text, it, it was a quick taste of what our product does and what it could do for the visitor to make them want to really check it out. And then beyond that, the, like the images, for example, we didn't just throw up screenshots because a screenshot without context doesn't really help and doesn't make people understand what it is that your product does. So instead of just doing still screenshots of our product, we um, had like annotated images. So there'd be uh, like a partial screenshot, but with text around the, like the border on the sides to like really explain what you're seeing here. Like you could use PowerPoint or you could use like uh, Google Slides, for example, to just take a screenshot and then put text around it to explain what the image is. Something as basic as that. But that definitely helped us as well. Um, and in terms of like where we came up with all of this, we spent a lot of time looking at other products in our space and other products that had been number one for the day, week, and month to see what commonalities were there, what things did they do differently. Um, and if, if we could like make a, if we made a list, what, what things did we see that they had that made them stand out and that became part of our launch strategy? So I think you've offered a lot of great advice there with regards to the positioning of a product on Product mm -hmm. Hunt. What about initial traffic? I would imagine that mm -hmm. um, driving a lot of people to be aware of your product as soon as it's available is, 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 is quite key. Do you get, mm -hmm. is it possible to, to control traffic from the platform? Can you promote your launch on the platform? Do you, you mm -hmm. mentioned Facebook groups there as well. Do you actually try and drive traffic from product hunt fans on Facebook groups? Do you drive mm -hmm. traffic from any other paid campaigns, any other um, places? Um, everything. Um, some people do do paid search campaigns and things like that. We did not. Um, so I, I can't speak to that, unfortunately, but, um, from, but basically at 12 AM Pacific time is when the product hunt board refreshes for the day and anyone can, and post their app for or product or whatever for the next, the, the day's 
launch launches or, and uh, they will show up in the product hunt board for that day. Um, and like the first few hours are um, a little bit anarchy um, uh, in that like everyone's trying to jockey for position and in the earliest hours you want to get as many upvotes as possible because um, after the first few hours product hunt then ranks products on their homepage by the most popular um, and if you go to the uh, product I'm sorry how does it define popular is, is that the number uh, of upvotes upvotes yes uh, so like so for example yeah like the, the the first thing at the top will typically be the thing that has the most well will be the thing that has the most upvotes and so as soon as you launch you want to be sending as many people in your audience to upvote you as possible now you may your audiences may be all over the world and not awake at 12 a.m pacific time um especially if you're in the east coast like uh, uh of the united states like we were uh but uh I, I was up at 3 a.m. when we were launching. Like, and then I didn't need to be. Like, it. You can set your launch day and time. Um, mm. but, but, but but 12 a.m. Pacific time is actually probably best. Yeah. Um. That, that's when that's when the the board wipes clean and starts fresh. And in the first few hours, Product Hunt does not set the set the scoreboard really for what what's the most popular. Uh, what are the most popular apps of the day? But okay, so it's probably but, best if yeah. you're based in the UK because that's ATM in the UK. But then you can have a clear yeah, run of it. Actually, go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, but after a few hours, then well, part of the challenge becomes there are certain like the top apps will all appear in order from most votes to least votes, uh, and the ones that it's kind of like like if you think about like a search engine, like the things at the top tend to get the most clicks and will propel themselves. And so the items like that are toward, like in the top five of the day, uh, like when the rankings come out and over the course of the day, they will tend to get more views and eyeballs because they're already prominent on the homepage and people are going to be less likely to scroll down and down to click the show more products button uh, to see what else is there. Um, so as so like, so as soon as those rankings come out uh, early in the day you want to be sure that you're you have some visibility there so promoting to your audiences as early as possible is definitely definitely key there great okay uh, so a couple of very quick questions actually um in yeah. relation to product hunts uh, firstly can it bring long-term value to your business as well or is it just primarily the launch week that you get the most value from it and then secondly how do you integrate this with other forms of marketing so we were very bit so we my co-founder and i the first like the first 72 hours i'd say from when we did our product hunt launch were extremely busy we got a ton of signups we over the course of that that week we got over, I'd say over a thousand users for our product, um, which was crazy. And we were like praying that nothing in our systems would collapse and be able to handle all of that, right? Because um, we had never stressed the system that much. But um, so we we got a lot of 
like support inquiries in the in the first few days and a lot of really eager people to check it out. And so we had to make sure that we had the the time to get to all of that because we knew that in a week that huge surge in traffic would decrease and it did. But even so that um, like uh, after that peak and after it slowed down, we still noticed that from like our baseline of tra- of website traffic was still was still much higher than it was before our product hunt launch. And then uh, aside from that, there were like other benefits that we didn't expect that would come out of it. Like for example, a bunch of investors reached out to us wanting to invest in our product. Um, people reached out about partnerships, and we got a lot of really great early user feedback on recommendations on the direction of the product and getting so many people at once to give us that feedback, it would have taken us, if, if we didn't do it, the product hunt launch, we, it would have taken a lot more time to really figure that out. Super. Okay, well, this is another discussion that can go on for hours, uh, I'm sure. But so let's segue to part two of our discussion. So it's now time for Andy's thoughts on the state of digital marketing today. So starting off with secret software. So Andy, share a lesser known MarTech tool that's bringing you a lot of value at the moment and why that tool is important for you. Do I do I go self-promotional here? You, well, <laughs> why not go both? Why not go both? All right. So, I mean, first, I, I would recommend a tool that I use every day, which is Postaga, which is a tool that helps with cold outreach for link building and digital PR. Um, it, For example, it helps me connect with bloggers who might be able to do write-ups and reviews about my product. It also helps me find and connect with podcast hosts to pitch them to have me on as a guest, which has been working pretty well for me. Um, and aside from that, we we have tools that help with link building to help you help your content rank better. Uh, but aside from that, uh, there are a few tools that I'm using, uh, also using every day. One is uh, Savvy Cal, which is a, a Calendly competitor but one thing that I like about it in particular is that it lets users overlay their own schedules on top of the calendar selection options to find available time slots. So instead of you know putting that burden on the user to see, all right, here's their schedule. Let's see which times work for my calendar. Uh, basically, you can connect your calendar and see where there's overlap of available time. And uh, it's been great so far. I've really liked that product a lot. Um, and the another one is uh, Chatlio, uh, which is a live chat software that connects into Slack. Um, and so you might be wondering, well, there are tons of live chat apps. You, you're just telling me things like, what's the point of this? But the reason I like Chatlio is that it integrates very directly into Slack. So instead of me needing uh, another app to have on every day, all, all, all day, whenever I'm on li- our live chat app, I I just get notifications in Slack and I can respond to our, our website and app uh, questions from my, from my Slack account, either on my desktop or on my phone if I want to as well. Uh, and that's been real handy. I've, I've really wanted this feature and I've, we've looked at a few different apps, but so far Chatlio has been the best for it. 
Superb. Well, um, they're nice, easy websites to discover. It's just the the brand name, SavvyCal.com and ChatLeo.com as well. And obviously Postaga.com as well. Mm. How did you come up with the name Postaga? I don't know if I want to divulge that on on a podcast. Um, so uh, this is a little mystery, I guess. Um, so I'm going I'm to tell you, though, and for you and, and all the audience. So it okay, is... Okay, just me. Okay, just you. Everyone else hit hit pause or fast forward 15 seconds so it is a it's a video game reference actually um to the final fantasy series um and um basically we combined um one of getting real nerdy here one of like the like the the uh magic spells combining it with post for like related to like Postaga doing promotion for a blog post. So doing magic for blog post promotion, it was, is the, the theme basically. And was the uh, domain name postaga.com available or did you have to buy that it from someone? It was. Funny was enough, it? funny enough, no one else had purchased the domain name Postaga. I, I, I've joked elsewhere that like, they're like, why Postaga? And I'm like, it's the only domain name that wasn't taken. <laughs> That's a good way to do it as well. And if you can get some... Um, the dot com and uh, ideally the trademark as well. Then, then that, that that's a great mm-hmm. way to do it. Certainly, okay. Well, let's move on to next on the list. So, what's one marketing activity or tool that you haven't tried yet but you want to test soon? So, well, I mean, this is this is pretty basic, and I I just over the years I've not had a whole lot of success with it, which would be like paid social ads. Um, I've tried paid social in uh, other businesses in the past. Um, and had differing levels of success. Uh, but definitely it's something that I'm considering for my business. But I know that in more recent years, you know, as things get more popular and competitive, things have diminishing returns. Um, and uh, it's it's very much on my to-do list. Um, but, you know, we need to, I want to optimize every other part of our our flows first to make sure that uh, we get the highest possible return on investment from from these campaigns. Yeah, I think the frustrating thing about social ads is hmm. it seems to be very difficult to predict the success that you're going to have from different ads. Because I've I've hmm. uh, posted ads for myself and for clients before, and hmm. from a little ad, not spending too much money, I've had thousands of click-throughs to a mm-hmm. website, and then a very similar ad that was posted the next week hardly had any, and mm-hmm. it's very difficult to determine exactly what what the what the difference was. Sure, and then every channel is different, right? Like if you're doing Google Display ads versus Facebook ads versus LinkedIn ads, if anyone out there in your audience has found like the secret for. LinkedIn ads in particular, I'm really curious um, because I have I have spoken with a lot of marketers and I have not spoken with anyone who says, I figured it out. I figured out how to make LinkedIn ads work because they've typically been very pricey. Um, although like you can target very well in terms of your audience, but in terms of getting those clicks and that ROI there, uh, it, I know that it's, it's a challenge. Well, okay. Um, there is Digital Marketing Radio episode 225 with AJ Wilcox. AJ Wilcox is certainly a, a LinkedIn ads expert. Making uh, notes. But it, 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 can be, it can be extremely challenging, certainly, as well. So it's, um, 
it's it's difficult. I I, I just had um, mm. uh, Brad Smith from Wordable talk a little bit about um, LinkedIn advertising and viral B two B content as well. Mm. Um, but 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 I, as you say, every single platform is different, and and mm. you have to use it differently. Then you have to think about things like tracking visitors and what you can mm-hmm. do nowadays versus what you used to be able to do, and whether you want to use one network platform for retargeting one for discovery mm-hmm. one for a multi-step social approach so you can't do everything at once so i think you, you really do have to master them one by one don't you right okay yeah for well, sure. <laughs> let's move on to the this or that round so this is the quick response round 10 quick questions just two rules here try not to think about the answer too much okay. and you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion so use it wisely are you ready oh, i can only say both on one occasion you can indeed yes <laughs> okay, okay. Here, we, here we go tiktok or twitter twitter facebook or linkedin i want to say both to this one um uh facebook YouTube or podcast? Podcast. Traffic or leads? Both. Paid search or SEO? SEO. Ads or influencers? Ads. Google ads or Facebook ads? Uh, uh, Google ads. Email marketing or chat marketing? Email marketing. Martech stack or all in one platform? Martech stack. One-to-one or scale? Uh, one-to-one. No problem at all. Uh, the, the one that probably I didn't predict was you saying Facebook rather than LinkedIn because we just had a conversation about LinkedIn and you obviously said about not being able to master like, maybe social ads yet. Well, why did you choose Facebook? Because I'm more comfortable with it. Um, okay. I, I, all of these things that that, that you, you threw at me are all things I am very interested in. Some things I have more experience with than others, and that's like I definitely probably spoke to my comfort more than anything else. Like I, I love uh, being on podcasts, but I'm also trying to make YouTube work uh, as a channel for us. One to one versus scale. Um, as an early stage company, we're especially focusing on one to one. But you know, scale is important for the long term, obviously. And uh, all in one versus marketing stack. That was also a tough one because I have a tool that is an all in one. But I all and and I think is amazing and everyone should have and use in their marketing arsenal. But I also have a marketing stack uh, in other areas. So, like for example, I know there are there are lots of marketing automation all in ones, and I personally have not had the most luck with those. Um, uh, and so I've cobbled together solutions where I have not found the best all-in-one solution. I would love an all-in-one solution in like marketing automation that makes me as happy as my software helps uh, makes me happy for an all-in-one for outreach. It's a tricky one. I, I think different marketers are drawn to different ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. My natural instinct is to be concerned if I'm just using the one platform, whether I'm actually using the best platform for everything. And, and oh, I, you I like that, to tie things FOMO. together. Yeah, exactly. I love a situation where I can tie things together with integrations in particular, if there isn't something native or, you know, Zapier when possible. Um, But best case scenario, I would love an all-in-one that could do everything that I've been looking for. But there are a lot of all-in-ones that 
miss that one thing that I that I need, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is FOMO marketing? That was uh, episode 234 of DMR with Making Sang. Um, anyway, let's move on to <laughs> the $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000, or I should say if I were to give you $10,000 and make it not definitive, um, and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? I would focus on content. Um, that would be the thing that I, that I would, would see probably the best use out of. Um, I, I would, I would, I would pay content writers and, uh, research people to, um, if you know, I was starting a day and had 10,000 to spend on marketing and I had all of the tools and software and things that I needed, um, I would definitely focus on content in terms of, I, I would do keyword research to see what are, uh, what are topics related to my industry that are not so competitive that I could be able to rank for it if I created some really good content and then either myself or I'd, or I'd bring on content writers who are skilled in this to create really good content that is going to be able to rank well in search and then, uh, and then promote that content. So you just focus on written form. You wouldn't use audio or video. And where would you publish that on your own website? Mm -hmm. uh, so the written content I would publish on my site. Um, this is uh, because this is an area that I am very familiar with, and I I know that like all right, if you gave me ten grand to spend, I'm very comfortable that if I invested it in content, that it would pay dividends. I would very much love to uh, master. Uh, audio and video uh, channels, um, especially like something like like uh, YouTube as a channel, and something that I've been work working on and trying to build up our YouTube channel as well. Uh, but if you were to give me ten thousand dollars, I don't know that that would have today the biggest return on investment as opposed to content. Great answer. Okay, well to finish off, let's shift the focus to someone else who deserves mm -hmm. it. So that is a magical marketer. So who's an up and coming marketer that you'd like to give a shout out to? What can we learn from them and where can we find them? Uh, sure. So I have uh, two people in mind. The first is Diana Mayfield. It's her name is spelled D-A-Y-A-N-A -A Mayfield. Um, and she is a really good uh, she's really good at digital PR and SaaS uh, copywriting for uh, B2B SaaS businesses. Um, uh, I strongly recommend checking her out. Uh, her website is her name, dianamayfield.com. She, uh, yeah, she's really good with SaaS copywriting, but also very, very uh, skilled with, uh, with uh, digital PR and cold outreach. Um, she has a course also uh, where, and she'll teach your, team to do outreach. Uh, and she has really, uh, really an amazing approach and pitch. And, uh, one of the challenges when you're doing outreach in particular is having the right copy and having the right pitch because so many people get cold outreach all the time. Like I'm sure you've seen like those generic emails, spam emails that are like, Hey website, um, I would, I loved your content and would love it if you would link to my content. That doesn't, no one's going to get excited about that. And so having a really good, unique pitch uh, is important. Um, and Diana has a, has a great pitch and also uh, has a community and, and shares her knowledge. That's really great. Um, 
the next person that I would recommend, also recommend checking out is, uh, her name is Belle DiLorenzo, and she's uh, working uh, with a variety of companies, uh, including uh, one called Startup Sauce. And she is probably the, the most skilled person I've encountered when it comes to doing uh, cold outreach for, uh, for digital PR, for link building. Um, uh, we, were, we, were, we trade stories a lot on the outreach campaigns that we run, and uh, she puts me to shame. Um, I'm always excited to learn from her and would recommend uh, checking her out as well. Superb stuff. Thank you very much, Andy. So this was episode 249 of Digital Marketing Radio, where Andy Casabo from Postaga shared some great tips on Product Hunt to begin with, uh, talking about um, talking with experienced product hunters to begin with before you do your launch to make sure that everything is spot on and you get your strategy right for your launch. Um, Tips like sharing a GIF and sharing a video as part of your product page as well. And the fact that um, the products page actually refresh at 12 a.m. Pacific time every day. So that's the time that you should consider your launches. We talked about secret software. Uh, Your secret software, Andy, was Postaga and Savvy Cal uh, and also chat leo um, we're going to have links to all of those in the show notes at digitalmarketingradio.com your next on the list was paid social ads giving that a little bit of a go but of course we can't give uh, everything a go at the same time so it's probably best deferring on that uh, in the meantime and then lastly you had two two magical marketers to share with us diana mayfield and bell de lorenzo um, again i'll make sure that the links to them are included in the show notes at digitalmarketingradio.com Andy, what's the best social platform for someone to follow you and say hi? Um, I'm So I'm pretty easy to find. You can find me everywhere. I don't think there are any other Andy or Andrew Cabasos out there. So uh, you search for my name, you'll find me. I'm on Twitter at Andy Cabasso, LinkedIn on Andrew Cabasso. Uh, I guess it sounds more professional. Um, uh, Facebook also, Andy Cabasso. And I have a, uh, a Facebook group specifically dedicated to uh, outreach in digital marketing and SEO. That's called Grow Together SEO. Superb stuff. I've been your host, David Bain. You can also find me producing podcasts and video shows for B2B brands over at castingcred.com. Until we meet again, stay hungry, stay foolish, and stay subscribed. Aloha. DigitalMarketingRadio.com DigitalMarketingRadio.com DigitalMarketingRadio Digital Marketing Radio, digitalmarketingradio.com.